This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. John Woo's latest film is hitting theaters, and it's a Christmas movie that's largely silent. And I think a lot of people with extended families may relate to the idea of a Christmas filled with uncomfortable silences. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my review of Silent Night, which is hitting theaters this weekend. I also reviewed Godzilla Minus One, another new release this weekend. That review came out earlier today. You can click on the little thing up in the corner or check the channel videos if you wanna see that review. But let's focus on the movie at hand, which is Silent Night, directed by John Woo, who helped to invent the modern cinematic action movie language. This is his first movie in six years and his first Hollywood film since 2003's Paycheck, starring Ben Affleck. Joel Kinnaman stars as a man whose son is killed on Christmas Eve by a stray bullet from a gang shootout. He himself is rendered mute by a bullet to the throat from the gang's leader. After recovering from his wounds, the man pledges to get revenge one year to the day later on Christmas Eve and eliminate the gang once and for all, vigilante style. If you ever wanted to know what it would be like if Batman's trauma and mental illness was more clearly on display, this movie pretty much answers that question. The only thing Kinnaman's missing, really, are the bat ears and cape. The trailers for Silent Night are selling the movie as the latest Christmas alternative in the vein of Die Hard, a pulpy action thriller that you can throw on after the kids go to bed and enjoy by the light of the Christmas tree. And I don't really think the movie is that. Unlike last year's Violent Night, which I do think fits that description, the Christmas setting here is fairly incidental. Instead, this is a mostly gritty, exceedingly dark, but often well-executed revenge drama. We see Kinnaman bleed, limp, screw up, and at times bungle his way to his objective, and this is a much more realistic take on the concept than the fantastical one that the marketing might have you believe. The other thing that the publicity is hiding a little bit is that not only does Joel Kinnaman's character not speak, but nobody in this movie speaks. There are incidental words that you hear on TV and radio reports or sometimes a police radio in the background. There are fleeting lines of dialogue that happen off screen, but no main character in this film ever speaks on screen, including, of course, Joel Kinnaman, who doesn't have a voice. And if anything, it does underscore the importance of a coherent cinematic visual language, something that John Woo has always had. It takes us back to the days of silent film, when nobody could speak. As far as putting it onto an action movie or a modern action movie, I would say that it is mostly effective, although not quite effective in some scenes for it not to come off as some kind of a gimmick. It does feel like sometimes it's a bit forced. I think Silent Night may Maybe would have worked better as a mostly silent movie. I'm not quite sure that it had to be a completely silent one. Joel Kinnaman shoulders the bulk of the acting load as he has to grieve and struggle with his son's loss without the use of his words. And I really think that Joel Kinnaman is one of those actors who's the victim of picking the quote-unquote right projects that never really seem to pan out. I'm talking about the RoboCop remake or 2016 Suicide Squad or even The Suicide Squad, which I think was remarkably better than the original film but just didn't break out at the box office. I think that Joel Kinnaman could have been a big star, especially if you were to translate plant him back to the 90s, where John Woo first came to prominence here in the United States after doing work in the 80s, 
already on the Hong Kong action scene, I could see Kinnaman having a big star as a hero or a villain in the 90s scene, but that's just not where we are right now. Of course, Hollywood action cinema of the 90s did have a lot of John Woo in it, including directly through John Woo's own movies like Hard Target, Broken Arrow, and Face Off. And when you look back at John Woo's filmography, obviously some massive action films in the 80s and 90s that influenced the movies of that era, but I would argue they even more influenced the modern version of the action movie, the John Wicks of the world that Hollywood is making right now. I'd say that you could trace those back even more directly to what John Woo did a few decades ago. So if Silent Night doesn't exactly seem like an action groundbreaker, I don't think it's because John Woo is out of tricks. I'd say it's that the world has finally caught up to him. He was such a visionary filmmaker that it took the better part of three decades for Hollywood to catch on and start making movies worthy of what he had already been doing. And that's the danger of innovation. Once you share your vision, it will be replicated, duplicated, and reimagined until it's not even yours anymore. It belongs to the Hollywood masses. This movie would have been a groundbreaker if you put it in a time capsule and sent it back 30 years. Today, it seems like something that we've seen before only because John Woo's work and the work of other influential directors has been through so many filters and has been replicated and I think innovated in some ways so many times that a lot of that newness has worn off. That's not John Woo's fault. That's just the current action marketplace. This is a fairly standard film by today's standards and mainly serves as yet another average Joe against the world. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark movie. Silent Night is also reminiscent of older action films in some ways that are less easy to be brushed off, at least for me. For example, the idea of the suburban white dad going out and wiping out all of the brown gang members that decimated his family is something that we've seen before and that has its roots even further back than the 80s. I think it's an idea or a concept that was largely left behind for good reasons. I'm not saying that this movie is intentionally trying to be racist in any way. That's not a discussion that I want to start. I just think that it is steeped in a tradition that many other films have moved on from, and it does give it that retro feel in a bad way. Similarly, Kenneman's wife, who's played by Catalina Sandina Moreno, is basically there to look worried about her husband and be incapable of understanding his pain. This was an opportunity to really explore the fact that she also lost a son, and that idea is basically just paid lip service, possibly because of the no dialogue gimmick, and it's yet another area where I would say that the approach approach of not having dialogue, which really kind of limits a lot of the character interactions, hurts the final product. Kid Cudi is also largely a bystander as a gang squad officer watching this one-man revenge drama unfold. There's something that could have been said about the impotence of the police and the conflict inside Cudi's character, but because nothing is actually said in the movie, there's only so much that can be done. I will say that this movie shows much more intellectual curiosity and style than Eli Roth's remake of Death Wish, which came out back in 2018. That's a movie that I found and still find pretty detestable. This movie is much better than that, even though it has a similar origin and a similar story. 
By the way, just so you won't paint me as some kind of an Eli Roth hater, he actually has a much, much better film in theaters called Thanksgiving. I liked it way better than Death Wish, and I actually think I liked it better than this movie a little bit. If you like gory splatter horror films, then you can't do much better right now than Thanksgiving. If you were to go back to January 1st of this year and tell me that directors like Martin Scorsese and Ridley Scott and John Woo and David Fincher would all put out movies this year that I found to be good but not great in many ways, I think I'd be a little bit surprised. I would anticipate, given that roster of directors, that at least one of those projects would be a home run, but that's just kind of been the story this year when it comes to big movies from big name directors. They're good movies, but perhaps not all time additions to their filmographies. I've loved parts of the films that all of those directors have made. I think that they all show to some degree, some more, some less, the greatness that still exists within those filmmakers, but none of them have been defining works, at least not in my opinion. I think it's great, by the way, that we have directors that have been doing it for decades that are still out there making solid work, and I'd say that this movie is solid, if not spectacular, but it's also a sign that the door is wide open for this current generation of filmmakers, as well as a burgeoning generation of filmmakers, to come in to take the cinematic language that was rewritten by these great directors that are still making films and to rewrite it again and make it their own. It's not a great movie, and on my personal scale, it actually goes just to the upper levels of It's Fine, but it does show that John Woo is still a really talented action filmmaker, and if it doesn't reinvent the action genre, then you can't really blame John Woo because, after all, he's already done it once. So those are my thoughts on Silent Night. What do you think? Will you be heading to theaters to see it this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below and stay tuned right here on the channel. I have a lot of videos that are coming out in the next several days, including, and a few of you have asked me about this, a breakdown of the sag After deal, which is up for ratification. And perhaps there's a little drama as to whether it's going to be approved or not. I'm going to break down all of the terms on that and what's causing some division inside the Actors Union as they're voting to see whether they're going to accept the deal that was negotiated with the AMPTP. Also, of course, Charts with Dan and a lot of other movie reviews as I catch up with these big awards season movies. Thanks so much for spending part of your day here with me. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.